Hello and welcome to episode 12 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and the history around it. My name is Matt and with me, many have mistaken him for a son of a preacher man, but he is not. Azam, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. You know what? This is going to be my favourite part now. I'm glad we've got into this groove. I'm looking forward to seeing where we go with it. Um, I struggled this week, to be honest. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, The only other thing I can think of is like a Walking in Memphis thing. Walking in Memphis. That's a classic song, isn't it? But that's not here. That's that's Cher and some other fella. Brilliant song. The Rain Count. Amazing. So this week's album, if you haven't got it already, is Dusty in Memphis. I feel like you guys... Dusty. He's got to get it like... Dust. (laughs) Dusty in Memphis from 1969. And we have already had a look uh, at that year, so we're going to do things a little bit different uh, this week. But before we get there, Adam, how's your week been? Uh, It's been been good. It's been good. Um, Went and saw the folks again. Um, I saw our auntie and uncle, Nan and Grandad, who all kind of live in the one house. Uh, I saw them. Um, so recently, my uncle uh, and auntie um, gave me one of their cameras. Nice. Um, a little 35mm film camera, a Minolta. For any of the, the, the film camera geeks out there, it's a Minolta 7000 um, film camera. Um, so they, they let me let me have that because they were going to just throw it out slash possibly sell it on ebay so for the price of a case of beer so i dropped off uh, some beer uh, to my uncle um and uh, yeah and saw saw the folks when i was there i used that camera this week um when i got up at the wonderful time of quarter past four in the morning mm-hmm. to go and watch the sunrise over liverpool nice um can you guess what the temperature was at half four in the morning, this was on Tuesday, I think it was. Do you know what? It's Tuesday or It's properly warm at the moment, isn't it? Like right now, it's probably like 32 or something. It's been hot for days, something like that. Was it like like still 20, something like that? I, d- I don't want to push it, it too high. It was high. 19, 19 oh. degrees. Wow, that's amazing. That You know what? That, that is continental Europe weather. <laughs> That's what that's so I enjoyed that, but it was um, yeah. But as you say, it's been it's been sticky and warm. Costa but the week's been del good. Berk the week's been good. The Costa del Berco. Um, a good week to be in Liverpool. I mean, not for Adam as a Man City fan, but you know, for the city itself, Liverpool have won the league, and neither of us support Liverpool, but we kind of enjoy what it means to our family and our friends, don't we? We can say that. I can say that. Um, so I, yeah, my my girlfriend's family are all big Liverpool supporters. Uh, our dad, as we know, uh, big. No, it's good. I, I'm being a big fan of the city of Liverpool, as you are as well. From the city um, for the city. From the city, from the city for the city. Speaking out, I, I, yeah, it's it's an immense achievement. Um, and they've deserved it. This isn't a football podcast, but if we're gonna die, indulge in it for a moment, um. City have just come off the back of two very successful seasons. You know, broke records, 100 points, 100 goals, four trophies in a season. Yeah, I'm bragging. We've done it. You can't win it every year. United, you, you'll know the same. Can't win it every year. You had your glory moments. You got to take a step back so you can appreciate it. Yeah, for some people might not get this reference, but about 10 years ago now, there was this kid called Kid President. He's now just adult president, but he's not the president. Uh, but he had this phrase, uh, my sports team won't always be the best sports team. And I was like, yeah, that's it. It's okay to admit that. It's okay to admit. And uh, some of us have to admit that more often than others these days. You know, that's okay. But let me tell you, just to indulge a little more, this city, in this kind of weather, oh my goodness, you've got the beach really close, you, the Northwest is just the best. I just love it. The Northwest is amazing. And like I think it gets a bit of a bad rep sometimes. Or it definitely has in the past. But you know, guys, you need to... Wherever you are in the world, you won't be disappointed. We've got music. We've got football teams. We've got mountains. We've got beaches. We've got everything. We've got absolutely everything here. We've got just culture for days. Yeah, it's, um, it's the best, isn't it? 
When? When, I, I will say this to anyone, when Liverpool, when the world's back open, when all this is said and done, Liverpool has some of the best independent oh my goodness, the food. places to eat and shop. Oh, the food. But mostly eat. The food. I've had a few days during this lockdown, mostly on a weekend when I do my eating, and I just wake up grumpy. I'm like, why can't I go out and enjoy some food with some friends? Yeah. So I would recommend one when the world's back open, get to Liverpool. Yeah. Get to Liverpool, and it and if the weather's not nice, it's okay because it'll be Christmas time probably, and the Christmas markets are great, yeah. solid Christmas market. And take a trip over to it's Manchester, forty minutes. They've got like one of the biggest Christmas markets in Europe. Just amazing, just so good, and you know, you know. Amazing. You know, I think food is going to be a big part of this podcast, but only when we're together. And so we're still waiting to make that part of the experience. Can't wait to chat about the snacks. Can't wait to chat about the food. Uh, but we'll get there anyway. So if you're still listening, thank you for indulging us uh, and listening to us with that. But we're just very passionate about this wonderful place. So there we go. So and how is it? How was your week? Um, yeah, nothing to uh, n- nothing to report. Absolutely nothing. Lockdown's a killer, isn't it? Like, there's just nothing interesting. This is the most interesting part of my week, and this is good, and this is enjoyable. But like, ah, oh, I made a pie. That's that's about as good as it gets. That's very noteworthy. What type of pie? What were your fillings? Well, crust all the way well, round, or now we're on the food. <laughs> No Try one. and get us off it. Uh, so we had a roast dinner, and I deliberately buy a chicken that will. I mean, there's so it's such a big chicken, and then from that big chicken, we then use that roast chicken in the pie after we've had our roast dinner. So we have a roast dinner one day, then we have the pie the next day, and then you have to change it up a little bit because otherwise you get a bit fed up with it. Pie next, you just have pie for days then, and so. Yeah, chicken and stuffing pie, which is just a great recipe, and I can't. It's on the BBC uh, food website, which is generally where I get all my recipes from. But it's just so good. So um, yeah, that's the highlight of my week, and it's it's making it look good as well. The crimping, like it's quite hard to make, it's quite hard to work the pastry and stuff, you know. Now, are you a fella who would put a little design on the top? Are you a little bay leaf? Looking fella, do you cut a little hole in it? What you do? Well, do you know what? Just to make people feel really sick. The first time I did it, I cut out a a little uh, heart and it said, I love you. And I presented the pie to my wife. (laughs) As you can see, if you've ever done love languages, food isn't one of them, but we are protesting that matter. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, so yeah, so that's the only one I've done, but it's really hard to do it. I can't make my food look very good, but I mean, I will blow my own trumpet a little bit, which is a strange saying, but I I think I'm I'm alright at cooking. I do an alright job. I uh I'll second that. I'll second that. You've you've developed over the years as a bit of a bit of a chef. I think out of out of the four of us as siblings, you're pretty much the only one out of the four of us that can cook really. Although Hannah Hannah's come on leaps and bounds. She does um little bowls of stuff that you'd get in um what's with uh like a, yo sushi yeah, like a sushi restaurant or something you see she does that uh lid can do a good risotto and then there's just me i can't really do much i'm not gonna lie like ramen noodles are, are pretty much my my top it's it's all about boiling a kettle. it's all just about practice and you just gotta do it often and i like i only enjoy cooking because i love food i, I don't actually care about cooking that much but i'd rather eat good food than bad food so may as well learn to make good food and i so and unfortunately even though the independent scene is amazing in liverpool for foods don't always have the money (laughs) it's quite expensive so uh yeah yeah we both kind of like live city center ish like you're just over the water but it's still like the same kind of vibe but it can be quite expensive (laughs) when you've got all these great food places can't it so it can add up. It can add up. Well, there you go. We're 10 minutes in. The food chat has been done. I mean, Brilliant. it's about time, isn't it? But let's get... It, it really is. It is about time. I can't believe we haven't done it already, but let's let's move forward. And so we're going to move forward by looking back. 
Oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> and we're looking at 1969. So we've already covered this in uh, episode five, which go and check it out if you haven't heard it already. We do a bit of a deep dive into uh, 1969. And it's one of my, uh, it's a memorable episode for me. Very enjoyable. So go and listen to that. The music of the time that Dusty and Memphis comes out. We've got Space Odyssey by David Bowie. Led Zeppelin 2, they're just starting to get going. Abbey Road by The Beatles. Come on. James Brown has a new album. Joni Mitchell has an album out. And probably the best album of of 1969. Tommy by The Who. I mean, I mean, you've just, this started out to be a really enjoyable episode. Um, and then you mentioned that crap. And it just brings it down. And if you don't know what we're talking about, people, go to that episode, episode five, and uh, just go check just it listen. Because I'm not, I'm not devoting any more oxygen <laughs> and energy to that yeah, excuse of a, of music. Fair enough. That's poor okay. excuse for music. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, that's that's uh, that's fair. And so uh, I was only joking when I said it's the best album of 1969. It definitely isn't. Um, I think. Probably my favourite album is Abbey Road. That's probably of 1969. That I've been listening to that today. And on the super deluxe version of that album, it like has um just um instrumental versions of something and like just it's just basically the orchestra. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So worth checking out. I really, really love the new super deluxe abbey road mixes so that's something we've both been enjoying but that's this year so it's quite a big year for music um but adam tell us a little bit more about dusty springfield and where she's up to at this time and we'd love to know a little bit more about her so just some some background into dusty springfield and she's born in april 1939 in london and to a family that's quite musical quite enjoys music um, she learned to sing at home, just, you know, singing around the house. And in 1958, she joined her first professional group, which was called the Lang Sisters. Uh, and two years later, formed some pop folk vocal trio uh, called the Springfields with her brother, Tom Springfield, and uh, a fellow called Tim Fielder. And they actually become one of the UK's top selling acts. So she knows success quite early on in her life. Um, and then she begins her solo career in 1963 with the uh, with the hit I Only Want to Be With You which uh, which is a, a big tune it's a good song upbeat early 60s rock and roll it's good stuff so she's a big fan of US soul music and she actually brought many kind of little known soul singers to the attention of the wider UK record buying audience by hosting the first national TV performance of many top selling Motown artists and that began in 1965 um, so she's quite instrumental in this, bringing soul music um, kind of more prevalent to UK audiences, especially these artists who are part of Motown. Um, so, yeah, big, big names that we know now, but in the UK weren't so much widely known. Um, and due to these kind of efforts of her hosting this TV show and, and you know, promoting this music and, and making this type of music, she actually becomes the best-selling female singer in the world. And topped a number of popularity polls, including Melody Maker's Best International Vocalist. Um, yeah, so, and a note on, on her bringing artists and kind of, not discovering artists, but, but kind of raising them up. She actually um, told uh, the head of Atlantic Records to sign Led Zeppelin. So Led Zeppelin weren't relatively known, but she's obviously got her career and in the late 60s she tells uh, the head of Atlantic Records uh, a fellow called Wexler to sign Led Zeppelin because she knew their bass guitarist John Paul Jones and um, because she, he had played on a few sessions on her earlier albums um, and that kind of and without even kind of looking at them Wexler just signs Led Zeppelin just on the advice of Dusty Springfield he doesn't even check them out does he he just signs he doesn't even them. check them out he just knows, and that's where she's at, kind of in the in the sixties, um, and then she goes on to do to do the Memphis recordings, 
um, which is, which is yeah, well widely known. Um, after the Memphis recordings in the seventies, she has a bit of a career slump. Uh, things don't go too well uh, during the eighties either. She's kind of not too widely known. I think she takes a bit of a backseat into uh, producing and and things like that. And um, but then the Pet Shop Boys tap her up and are like, "Oh, do you want to?" feature on some of our songs and she doesn't she becomes a bit more of a her, her career is revived by the Pet Shop Boys um, and kind of she's kind of back in the late 80s Dusty Springfield is back um, but then unfortunately in the mid 90s she gets diagnosed with breast cancer um, and she she tackles it she gets it treated and she goes into remission um, but unfortunately in 1995 um, it kind of it comes back um, 95, 96, it, it comes back quite aggressively uh, and unfortunately she passes away in 99 hmm. um, yeah, she was she 59 wasn't she? 59, so not, not old at all but I'd already had a well known established career so like 59 is, is nothing at all really when you think about it but uh, but yeah through the 60s she became this kind of face of, of soul and um and rock and roll, kind of rock and roll for for the UK. Um, some people have put her in the kind of category of what's called blue eyed soul, um, and that's kind of where where she sits. Um, she was inducted into the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, and yeah, people just people love her. I think now it's come on to be known. Um, maybe it wasn't recognised at the time, but now it's been recognised that she really was one of these almost pioneers of UK soul music and. Had just this incredible voice, um, that made people sit up and listen, um. So that is a, like a very short biography of, of Dusty Springfield. Yeah, yeah. And there's amazing interviews where she has the Beatles on her show, and you they're quite like cheeky together. And there's a lot of um, like there's a lot of chemistry, like nothing about it, but just they're really good on screen all together. Um, and her show was really great, really, really great. Um, and did a lot for music in the UK. Uh, but as you said, by the time we get uh, to 1969, she's kind of playing like these clubs and bars that are like kind of like old men's pubs. They're kind of like this. Um, I can't remember what you call that type of thing, what you call those things. but um, Like a country club type thing? No, not, not quite. But um, I don't know. I can't think of what it's called. But like it's basically you're just playing the pubs. Um, and so she's kind of slipped down and I think it's to do with like her sound is kind of got that diva thing and that pop thing and so that's why she goes to Memphis and she's quite nervous about going to Memphis she's quite nervous about being part of uh, like playing with the band and she actually is so nervous that she redoes some of the vocals in New York when she's actually gone um, from there and this is actually the start, this album of the slump. This is where she really starts to, de- to decline. And she does. She brings an album out after this, quite soon after. It doesn't do well either. And it's critically acclaimed now, this album. But at the time, it just didn't do well at all. It just didn't do well. And so we'll talk a little bit more about why we think that happened and uh, why that was. But uh, why don't we talk about the album specifically, Um Adam, what did you think about the album? Um, so yes, yeah, so I didn't know too much of of Dusty Springfield's music. Um, I knew of "Only Want to Be with You." I think that's an incredible song. Um, and I knew of "Son of a Preacher Man." I think everyone knows that song. Um, so I was quite excited. Um, and it is a good album, but my main thought was that it was kind of dated. Um. And I know it's 68, but... So it's it's soul music, and it's kind of got that Motown thing about it, but it's missing that kind of Motown magic. Um, and obviously, all these views are, are just my own, but I, I didn't think her voice... Her voice didn't have a big effect on me. I don't want to say it was boring, but I wasn't, like, drawn in and magnetised to her voice. Not boring, but, like, you know, the, you've got these female singers of the time... Um, you know, you've got Ella Fitzgerald, Aretha Franklin, Nina Simone, uh, Mama Cass Elliot from the Mamas and Papas, Dionne Warwick. These women with incredibly vo- incredible voices that kind of draw you in. Um, and, and Dusty Springfield can do that. 
But on this album, I, there wasn't really a track that did it for me. No, Son true. of a Preacher Man's a good example of that. It's a really good song. And it's a song that everyone really likes and enjoys. But I, th- I wonder whether that's down to her voice or whether it's just the arrangement and it's a catchy song. I think you could get a lot of other singers that could do a really good job on it and it would sound really good. I'm pretty sure Aretha Franklin recorded a version of it and, and I'm sure that's possibly a lot better. Don't get me wrong, the album's really well produced. The arrangements are really, really good. I really enjoyed the strings on it and the trumpets on it. But it just was lacking something. It was like someone trying to be Motown, but it, it lost that Motown sound, whatever that is, that kind of intangible Motown sound that people talk about. Um, just didn't have it on this kind of soul record um, for me. Um, not that it's a bad record, like I said, um, but it just was a bit lacking for me, which is a bit sad because I was looking forward to it. Um, but some of the songs just sounded the same. Um, yeah, it was just a bit bit of a strange one. Um, we actually have like conflicting views on this because... Because I actually thought it was a brilliant album. <laughs> like we're quite, we're actually quite polar opposite on this. Like, so like just picking up on some of the things that you said. Like, I think her voice is deliberately that way. Like, it's not belting it. Like, I don't know. So I think I'm gonna use some words that I was thinking about when. But like, I thought she had quite like a seductive voice. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was quite like not whispery, but it had like that kind of texture to it it had depth to it it wasn't like screaming pushed out it was like there was some it was like she was whispering into your ear yeah. do you know what that I mean? kind of smoky yeah smoky voice and so just yeah. like that first song like just a little loving like just a little loving early in the morning beats a cup of coffee for starting off the day and when she sings it i was like whoa this is amazing. I was like, this is like, th- this is much more like, f- like, I guess like sexually fueled than I thought it would be. That's just like the kind of, I don't know, sometimes you get like the diva sound and you, it's just belting it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know, it, it just sits in that. But I thought the whole like arrangements of everything and her voice was really great and I, I really loved it. And when I saw Son of a Preacher Man, I was like, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to be into this album. But then when I got, I mean, I just loved the album, so and I guess I I still liked it for the reasons that you disliked it. Like I did think the arrangements were great, and I did think it was like a little bit like subdued in times, but I enjoyed that. You know what I mean? Like it, it was, but for you, that's like it was missing something. But for me, I was like, oh, the tone of a laid back beat or whatever, or the laid back feel. But because it it doesn't do that Motown thing very well does it if, if you think of it like a Motown album it doesn't do yeah, a good job yeah. does it no, no. and there are there are Motown elements and the only reason I say Motown is because that's kind of what I've got in my mind to compare it to when I think of kind of that soul R&B music and that was kind of of that era but there were some moments where like there was there's hair there's Dusty singing and then there is um kind of backing vocalists Kind of reminds me of the Supremes or Martha and the Vandals and that, but it just it just didn't have I don't know it just didn't have something for me. Again, not a terrible album, no. and and to be fair, some of the songs wouldn't sound as good as they actually do if there was someone belting out something over the top of them. Mm. I do agree with you on that point that the songs and their content do need someone who's got that kind of laid back vocal sound. Yeah, yeah. So I will I will I'll give you that point. Um, just apologies if you can hear any fireworks as liverpool have won the league people are doing fireworks <laughs> all the time it's it's not even close to dark is it but people are like yeah, buzzing no. about it so um i think it i think it was over my end so maybe it won't have been picked up but uh you may hear <laughs> fireworks in this some pop pops yes yeah, some, some pop pops um I, I wonder if you if you take it out of the motown thing and you think about it like mm. this british woman that goes to sing with this Memphis band. And like for me, it kind of sounded like that Northern Soul thing, which is interesting because she's she was born in London, so it doesn't even have she's not even like of that, but but it does have something very British about it. 
you know I mean the vocals that's what that's what I think I love about it it still has that very British thing about it um in a bit of a weird like I don't know in the 60s everyone is is looking for that British sound and I think that's part of what I like about this but I will say that it does kind of sit in between genres and you are right on that and so it's poppy but it's kind of Motowny but it's not really and it it's kind of like a whole list of ballads but if we think about 1969 well I mean I mean Abbey Road is so different to this you know what I mean and like music is just in such a different place we've had like um, like we talked about this year, there's Woodstock. Well, if you compare Dusty Springfield to Woodstock, well, she does fall flat here. Do, you know, it does seem like it's a bit out of... It seems dated, doesn't it? I think that's what I think about it. it. Yeah, it seems a bit dated. Yeah, and especially, like you said, the, the, music, the musical direction that it's going. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not unreasonable to, to see how her career kind of takes a bit of a slump if she's not moving in a direction that's a bit different and she's still doing the music that she was trying to kind of do in the mid, mid-60s. mid It's not going to work because yeah. things are moving on at a different pace um, going into the, into the 70s. So, Well, I, I watched a few interviews and, like, I kind of assumed that because she was somebody that, like, like found Led Zeppelin that she is somebody that wants to move forward musically and like she did partner with the Pet Shop Boys and that song is amazing too and like very different than what she did in the 60s so I wonder whether she like is just kind of like not stereotype what's the word when like someone like typecast she's just typecast as like pigeonholed yeah she's pigeonholed and she's typecast as this kind of ballad English singer and like I saw some interviews of when she went to um um Australia in 1969 and they're kind of like asking really stupid questions like and I mean the Beatles had this where like the press just ask ridiculous questions and they're like have you ever thought about becoming a hippie do you like the hippie movement do you hate the hippie movement now if she answers that at the time like they just jump on it, do you know what I mean? Like it's this thing about the press again, where they go, "Oh, Dusty Springfield like does drugs and wants to go to, like Woodstock and like they just jump on it, don't they?" And like, and that's kind of what the American press did with the Beatles for all of. The, I mean, they did say controversial things, but like the response was so reactive and so out of proportion compared to what they were saying which actually had some truth in it and i kind of feel like she gets typecast here and it you know she's become very underrated because of that and she struggled to get out of that kind of um like when i tried to look up stuff about dusty springfield there was hardly anything there was absolutely hardly anything i could find compared to like the beatles compared to the who i mean if you were to pick one album, this Dusty in Memphis or Tommy by the Who, like surely this is a hundred times better than Tommy by the Who, right? Oh, million times better. Yeah, that's uh, it's not even a question. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> it's not even a question. Yeah, it's not even. <laughs> yeah, the Who will get to the bin. Um, yeah, it's just I wonder. I wonder, and I don't know this, but I wonder whether that is. Because I don't know whether the American press ever did that to American acts. So they asked these questions to the Beatles, they asked them to Dusty Springfield, you know, and there may be other examples um, as well. But did they ever ask those type of questions to to, to the American bands, to the, to the American acts? Yeah, I don't know. Possibly not. I don't know, I don't know. And do you know, I've got no nothing to base that on. It's just kind of something that I picked up on was like, she's promoting this album... And you, like, you're not even asking her about it. Like, you're dumbing down these questions. Like, do you want to be a hippie? Well, what about, tell me about your album. Tell me about Son of a Preacher Man. Like, do you know what I mean? I just thought, like, like, don't ask stupid questions, man. Yeah, get a stupid answer. That's what you get then. Well, let's um, let's talk about just some favourite tracks off the album then. So, for me, Just a Little Loving was amazing. I just loved it. Um, so much love, son of a preacher man. I really loved the, those top three tracks. 
um, and the windmills of your mind. Just mm, even that, that was one. Even that, that title. Stuck with like, me. Mm. Yeah. So good. And I remember seeing that on an advert, um, possibly a car advert. I think it was. Um, and that one stuck with me. Windmills in your mind. The the lyrics are really good. That one's got a bit of a, a psychedelic edge to it. Um, so you know maybe she did know how to move with the signs, but just try to put that content and those lyrics in her sound that she knew uh, and knew that you know she'd be able to market um, well i'm pretty sure she didn't write much of her own material and that might be like where she kind of gets typecast as well as the singer um you know especially while the beatles are like virtually doing everything you know what i mean and writing everything um but yeah do you know what it reminds me of now this is a ridiculous thing i've got to say but the windmills of your mind has the same melody as the count song from sesame street interesting very interesting and if and if you google the count censored on youtube (laughs) that is some of my favorite comedy gold where every time that he says count they basically bleep it out which makes it sound like he's saying really rude things so very funny very funny but like hilarious hilarious so but I was, I was like, it's funny that this melody reminds me of that. Uh, but there you go. Right. Adam, do you know what time it is? Is it time to have a little break? It is time to have a break. We're going to have a break hey. and then we're going to be back with comparison albums after this. Okay, welcome back. We are going to be talking about Punisher by Phoebe Bridges. And so that's what we're comparing uh, Dusty and Memphis to. And this Phoebe Bridges album is really interesting. Um, It actually came out early. Have you ever heard of an album that came out early? And it it came out early because people were like, oh, are you going to release your album because of like Black Lives Matter and things like that? And that kind of made you think, well, yeah, why not? You know, I've still got a voice. It doesn't mean that my voice gets suppressed. It means that my voice can go alongside other people's voice that we're raising up. Um, and so, Punisher uh, by Phoebe Bridges. Had you heard much Phoebe Bridges before this album? Um, I hadn't, so I, I'd i never actively searched for it. It turns out, though, that I, I had inadvertently heard it on that 1975 album. Oh. Um, where she features on a few songs, doesn't she? On that um, two thousand five, God bless America, um, song oh, she's on her. that one. That's her, um, and I think she features on a couple of other ones as well. Um, not like an them. but no. But I'd never sat down and listened to any of her, um, any of her albums. But she's been going since like twenty fourteen or so, hasn't mm-hmm. she? Um, and she's had about three, two or three albums, yeah, um, including this one. So. Uh, yeah, I, this I is a second album. This is a second, right? An extent, an EP, and mm. like an a live EP thing, I think. So. Ah, right. Well, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was good. I enjoyed it. It's got that. I've got it written on here. It has that ethereal poppy sound, mm-hmm. like Lennon Stella, and and that clearly. And I think Lennon Stella is a bit younger than it, but obviously they're of the same genre. And, and close in age so I think this is maybe where a lot of modern music is going there are parallels to this with the 1975 album as well um, yeah, like yeah. that intro DVD menu I think it's called yeah. um, which is that kind of instrumental um, kind of movement um, mm-hmm. as a fair song um, and it's really interesting that the, the instrumental seems to be coming into modern music um, I'm pretty sure it but maybe disappeared a little bit in the more popular music, but now the, the instrumental is back um, and it's it's living strong. Um, well, what I things. found with the um, Dusty album is you have a bar of music and then you go straight into the vocal, which is quite a modern thing to do now, except it isn't because all the albums we've looked at <laughs> are actually going the opposite. But like five years ago, that's what you do. You do a bar of music, you go straight into it. And so it's interesting that people just aren't doing that now, isn't it? It's weird. It's really but interesting. Yeah. Um, and then one of the tracks that really... It caught me off guard because of the first two tracks, the DVD menu 
and um and garden song but then going into Kyoto which is a bit more upbeat um was really quite welcome it was quite refreshing because I was wondering whether it was going to be another one of these albums like the 1975 which is a little bit other oh, 1975 isn't that slow paced like the Lennon Stella one Lennon Stella one is pretty similar all the way through it's fairly chill fairly fairly laid back um but this one has that little little break in the middle um or three three tracks in um to kind of cleanse your palate and then you go back into the ethereal so I, I appreciated that I really enjoyed that mm. um moon song that was another one track that stood out to me I really enjoyed that there were some sounds on this album that are really good particularly around guitars so moon song it's got this kind of effect on this guitar um, that makes it sound really good but it also I don't know whether this is the effect or whether it is the actual guitar it's in like a drop tuning sound like maybe a drop D or even lower because um, I had this wonderful kind of rumbling um, kind of bass sound but it was clearly on the acoustic guitar um, so I enjoyed that and then the final song that kind of stuck out to me um, was Saviour Complex purely because it reminded me of a passenger song not any particular passenger song, but I thought if passenger if it came out that passenger had wrote this or played it, um, it it really wouldn't surprise me because the kind of finger style, um, guitar was was really good, um, mm. and just very much his kind of and the chords used were very much his style. Nice, nice, yeah. I um, I thought this was a brilliant album. This is classed as alternative in Apple Music. I don't know whether it is. Like, that's what you cast it or not. But I definitely thought, like, this is definitely not as poppy as some of the other albums that we've looked at from female artists. Uh, and so I really liked Garden Song. And you know what I get fed up with is when songs just sound like there's no exciting new things in it. And so there's, like, this really dropped vocal in the chorus. And it's like, I mean, I think it sounds like hair vocal, but it's literally like three octaves or four or five octaves down. Um, and it's really deep and it goes alongside her vocal. And obviously we've heard things like that before from artists where they, um, like, uh, have you ever heard of Japanese House? So she kind of has like this vocal above and a vocal below and her vocal. And so it's kind of similar to that. We've heard that, but this is like way down and like really far down the octave. And I really loved that. I love when... There's just something subtle that is really creative and you can hear it and it it just brings to life the pianos, the guitars and I think you've already spoke about that with Moonsong and I I just think this was a great sounding album. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'll be checking out more Phoebe Bridges. Um, really good. Kyoto as well, really good. It's just really, you know what I appreciate as well is really clever lyrics. Um and so, like, just lyrics like, I'm going to kill you if you don't beat me to it. Dreaming through uh, Tokyo skies. I wanted to see the world. Then I flew over the ocean and I changed my mind. What the hell does that mean? Like, I love that. It's deep. And uh, I'm a big fan of um, Vampire Weekend. And they have very complex um, lyrics where like you can take it at face value and enjoy it but there's also like a logic and a deeper meaning behind everything and that's what this this album reminded me of um, I thought just you know it's creative it sounds great the lyrics are complex but but um, at the same time you can kind of see them at face value like I said and I thought this was a great album we we don't often race album at like the new album, but what would you give this album out of five if you were to rate it? I think it would get a, a four. I think I'd need to listen to it a bit more, but it is really strong, and I did really enjoy it. Um, and definitely, she's an artist that I'm gonna keep an ear out for, and see what else she does because it's really, yeah, really good, really refreshing. I don't listen to a lot of modern music, but I think the caliber of artists that are producing stuff now it's a lot more authentic than the pop music we grew up with it's not just corporate girls allowed getting pushed at you it's now you know younger people with actual dare i say talent and you know 
they know what they want to sing about. They know they've had life experiences that they want to get out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a four, a four for Amazing. me. Amazing. I think I'd give it a four as well. I think I'd give it a four. I think you've hit on something good there. Like, you know, this these generations that are classed as snowflake generations, actually what they want is authenticity. And that's what they're crying out for. And they will have no problem with telling you, I want something authentic. And so if they're willing to like, you know, call out about that and tell you that, you know, I think that's amazing. And so I, I think this album is like that. Uh, I think the artists that we've been looking at have been like that. And I think, you know, those who might use that term have got a lot to learn, but probably won't learn it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing. So would you rather uh, Punisher by Phoebe Bridges or would you rather Dusty in Memphis? Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm keeping I'm keeping um Phoebe Bridges, um, yeah, no, Dusty's, Dusty's in the dust. Dusty's in the dust. Get um, that on a jumper. Get that on the jumper. Just being left behind. It's and it's a bit sad because Son of a Preacher Man, really is for me. It was the only notable song on that album, but it really is a good song. Um, it is I a just, good song. I just don't think it's a good song because of Dusty Springfield. I think it's a, it's a good song because it's a good song. But are you only picking there. are you picking the Phoebe Bridges album because you don't like Dusty, or do you like the Phoebe Bridges no, album enough? I like the Phoebe Bridges album. No, I like it more. Um, I think it's got something about it, and I'm gonna re-listen to it again and again. Nice. I think. Um, nice. Yeah. Great. I think I'm gonna pick the Dusty Springfield album. I really love the sound of it, but I've, I mean, I've, I've got nothing against the Phoebe Bridges album. In fact, I loved both of them. So this was a good week of music for me. Uh, last week, I uh, wasn't that sure. And, you know, I, um, I struggled with last week's albums that much that you may have seen on Instagram, but I, um, I actually called the um, Smooth and Terrell album the wrong thing. <laughs> and then they commented on it. <laughs> So, uh, if, if they've been listening um no offense was meant in the terrible geordie accents <laughs> at all um, Adam, you didn't join in on our social media who's who's your uh, favorite geordie favorite geordie um apart from obviously the cast of geordie shaw who were a big inspiration um who, who's a pins, good geordie? So um stings a geordie sting is a geordie um who's the other fa- mark Knopfler. mark Knopfler's a geordie Geordie-ish. Um, he is, yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Um, there's quite a few, there's quite a few musicians that come up from that way. Um, but I, I think, I know someone already commented on this, but just Alan Shearer, just... He's your favourite. What a guy. I mean, you know, won the Premier League with Blackburn, all-time top scorer in like English football. Just, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be Alan Shearer. I like him as a pundit. He was terrible as a manager. God love him, but I like I like Alan Shearer a lot. I've got a lot of time for him. Oh, Gaza! Gaza's another one. Just remember, yeah, Gaza is. Speaking of of Spurs players, I'm not a Gaza fan. He represents a lot of negative '90s behaviour for me that yeah. I just can't get behind. To be honest, I I feel like he. He falls into that category of insanely talented people, whether that is musician or otherwise, which he obviously wasn't, um, unless you count some of the things he, he did for England. Um, yeah, insanely talented people that unfortunately just falls into a bad a bad way. Yeah, um, and, you know... It's sad. I, I think, like, he's actually doing okay these days, but... And it's not him that I have a problem with. It's people who are like, oh, he's an alcoholic, so he can, he can get away with bad behaviour. Like I'm like no, like he's an alcoholic, so let's help him out rather than glorifying, you know, something Mm. that's not very nice and and it must be like is a terrible and horrible disease. So anyway, we kind of went off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Paul Gascoigne is not my favourite. Fair enough. Jordi Anton Deck, that's it, isn't it? Ah, I forgot all them. Yeah, yeah, Anton Deck, they are good. That's, there's no other question for, like there's no other answer it's are they the that. pinnacle of the northeast yeah i think so i think so yeah 
the pinnacle of the northeast. How ridiculous! The, some would call them the angels of the north, but that's that's a bit much. I would. It's co- yeah, I it's, would. It's copyrighted. <laughs> Amazing. So there we go. Would you rather Antle Deck? No. <laughs> would you rather Dusty or <laughs> or uh, Phoebe Bridges? And so uh, we have done that. And so oh, we haven't done a rating though for Dusty, have we? So let's no. do that. Um, I'm gonna put it out there. I'm going four point five. I really loved it. Let's see. Got t- you four point five. Four point five for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Part of me. This is just how how petty uh-huh. I am. Part of me wants to give it a really low score just to just to be shocking. I think you've been doing um, this already. I've been checking out the scores, and I'm like, <laughs> every time I go first, you rate it lower because I like it. I'm, I'm going there. Uh... Not at all. Maybe <laughs> subconsciously. But I don't mean to do that. Now, if I'm being fair, um, it gets a, a three. You can give it lower if you want. In fact, now I'm going to go for a 3.2. Okay. I like my point twos. Yeah. 3.2. Okay, brilliant. Well, there you go. So that was it. Dusty in Memphis. Uh, really enjoyed it. And it's much better than Tommy by the Who, so... But we all I agree we all that. knew that, didn't we? So Yeah, that's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. Amazing. So Adam, do you want to know what we're listening to next week? I absolutely would love to. I know. can't wait to tell you this. I can't wait either. So the uh, next week's album is Johnny Cash at oh, yeah. Folsom Prison. It's just it's just so good. Yeah. I ah uh, yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. Come on. I can't wait to look at it. Just, I can't wait to listen to it again. You know what I'm going to have to do, Matt? I'm going to have to put away the Apple Music. I'm going to have to get the vinyl out. This is one of the ones I've got on vinyl. I'm going to have to do it. I think even I have it on vinyl. And I don't even have a vinyl player. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I don't have a record player. But um, yeah, so that's exciting, isn't it? Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison, which I can't say for some reason. Um, And we are going to compare it. Oh, mm. I'm so excited about this. This is, I've <laughs> never been so excited to listen to an album. And I've deliberately held off because I've been waiting for this album to come out. And it's, right. com- it's come out. Women in Music, Part 3, Heim. Oh. Come on. Oh, that's, that's going to be... I didn't realise that was out now. Yeah, it's out. Oh, I knew they were bringing something out. Oh, okay. Oh, I do like Heim. I love Heim. Heim are very good. Yeah. And so, um, and their producer is like one of my favorite producers as well. So, but I can never pronounce his name, so it won't bother. So, um, so yes, yeah, so uh, Women in Music Part Three, which is by Haim, and I mean we are both Haim fans, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And their last album, I mean, I I listened to that over and over and over again. So go and check that as well. That out as well. Something to tell you uh, by Haim as well. But uh, make sure you listen to women in music part three mm-hmm. and Absolutely. johnny cash Folsom prison and i think like i can't wait to talk about those two albums no it's gonna be sick no. isn't it it's gonna be great gonna be great as our podcast turns into a teenager i believe going yeah, into the 13. going into the teens unlucky for some well not with those selections of albums i tell you Whoa. No. Stuart wrong and i say this every week but guys tell your friends get people involved because we've got big things coming oh yeah honestly things, just things. just i'm excited for the next um as you grow and develop as a teenager <laughs> i thought you were about to say as your body changes as you, I, I, I didn't want to go there <laughs> oh gosh i don't want to hit puberty not again it was, i mean it's hard enough to face. i'd time. take it if it made me taller and with a bit of facial hair i'll take it i'll, I'll take it well you know I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, at this point, we're just rambling. Yep. So we better <laughs> we better end the podcast because I've got pie to eat. That's uh, who ate all the pies. Me, Come on. Me and Beck. We did. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Why don't you subscribe to the podcast if you're new here? We love having you here. Uh, thank you for checking us out. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, but why don't you subscribe? Why don't you leave us a rating, a positive rating, please? That'd be really helpful. Um, and a review as well. Once again, if you've got a negative rating, just just come and abuse us to our sure. face. We're okay I'll with that. that. You know? Why not? 
just drop us a DM. Uh, and to do that, you can follow us on Instagram at Elvinilo. Uh, I'm at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, your handle is? Uh, Adam Courtney 95 Yeah, come on. And we're on Twitter. And we don't have much love on Twitter. So please come and follow us there. But that is at Elvinilo2. So we'd love to see you there. Might be worth mentioning, just in case this is the reason for why we don't have any followers. It's Elvinilo and the number two, not the where two. Uh, yeah. Because imagine if there's just some other random account, Elvinilo2 with TWR, that's just got <laughs> all these amazing fans having this conversation and they're not even responding. We'll respond. Or two, like, it's this one too. Like T-O-R. Oh, T-O-R. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Amazing. See, this is the problem with the English language. Too, too many twos. What a nightmare. Can't wait to do our French albums. We'll do them one day. <laughs> Amazing. Funny. So this is a listening club, so make sure you listen along uh, to the albums before next week's uh, episode comes out. Johnny Cash uh, at Folsom Prison and Women in Music Part 3 by High. Buzzing. Adam, it's been good to see you. Can't wait to see you again soon. It's been great to chat. Yeah, I mean, I hope you have a great week. And, you, too. you know, if you're listening, I hope you have a great week mm. uh, too. And we'll speak to you soon. See you soon. Take care. Bye.